Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you, 95.7 The Game, leading you up until 6 o'clock. Now, there's a lot to get into today because Gabe Kapler joined Willard and Dibs. Kyle Shanahan spoke at the podium. Steve Kerr joined Damon and Ratto. Rick Barry was amazing on the morning roast yesterday, along with GP2. We got Bob Fitzgerald, who was on with Steiny and Guru. So I can play... A ton of that sound for you, and I'm going to today. A majority of the show is going to be based around that. Plus, I do have some thoughts on Brandon Belt, and you're going to be hearing about a lot of that. And something I don't think you're going to be hearing, though. Something I don't think you're going to be hearing. I wanted to play three different sound clips for you to start the show because, look, I like to laugh every now and then. And there are things that happen outside of the Bay Area that make me laugh. And I think that it's going to translate well to the audio medium. And I heard this earlier this week. So we're going to start out with this. I promise we'll get to all the all of what the coaches had to say because I do actually have some thoughts on, you know, Steve Kerr and 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 Kyle Shanahan and what they mentioned, especially with Kyle Shanahan's comments on uh, Trey Sermon that I do want to get to. But there was this sound clip that was roaming around and the title of it on Twitter when I looked it up, because I'm not a huge college football guy. If I'm free on a Saturday, which normally I'm not, I will sit down and watch a little bit of college football. And Steve Sarkeesian, Texas head coach, was interviewed the other day during a press conference. And this reporter, here's how it was titled on titled on Twitter. This is the longest question in the history of reporting. So I took a look at it, decided to watch the video, and if you hear it closely, my goodness, I don't know what kind of a question this is, but please take a listen to it. There's going to be a little static in the background because I had to raise the level since the reporter's question was so low so that you could hear it. But listen to this reporter right here asking a question. 
Good morning to you, Coach Sarkeesian. Good morning. Coach, a couple of years ago, one of my good friends and I were faced with a massive problem we couldn't solve. And in his wisdom, he said, you know, at this point, we need to stop and ask ourselves, what would an extraordinary person do in this situation? And this resonated with me the whole weekend. And I realized that of all the coaches who could be standing at that podium right now in those shoes, you are that extraordinary person. And you have a team of what I call coaching juggernauts. This is not only my opinion, this is a fact. I don't think anyone could dispute this. So my question as we write, you know, the Sarkeesian era story, we're not even done with the first chapter yet, can you unfold some of the onion of what are you working on? How are you solving this problem? I realize that you might not even know, but, you know, I'm going to steal from Julian Elliman. It's going to be one hell of a story. Yeah, I think, I think first of all, <laughs> what kind of a question is that? He didn't even ask a question. He calls them, you are the juggernaut, there are the juggernauts of football coaches, and you're one of them. That's not, an, uh, that's not an opinion. That's just an objective fact. And then my favorite part about the entire thing is how there's just a guy coughing the entire time during this legendary question. And then Steve Sarkeesian, he was just super nice about it and didn't even smirk, didn't do any of that. Like, what kind of a question is this? Of all the coaches who could be standing at that podium right now in those shoes, you are that extraordinary person. And you have a team of what I call coaching juggernauts. This is not only my opinion, this is a fact. I don't think anyone would dispute this. So my question as we write, you know, the Sarkeesian era story, we're not even done with the first chapter yet. Can you unfold some of the onion of what are you working on? How are you solving this problem? I realize that you might not even know, but, you know, I'm going to steal from Julian Elliman. It's going to be one hell of a story. Yeah, I think, I think first of all... <laughs> the guy coughing at the very end when he's in the middle of saying a Julian Edelman quote. But, you know, I'm going to steal from Julian Elliman. It's going to be one hell of a story. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think first of all... I'm sorry, but when I heard that the other day, I was like, what the hell was that? I don't even know what he just asked. Like, I don't even know what the question was. I don't know how Sarkeesian answered it. That's my favorite part, too. I didn't even bother looking at the context of the clip. That's the best, right? When That's what makes society so great nowadays, is when we just look at everything without any context. Without any context or without any of the answer. <laughs> like, like, all I heard was the question, what the hell was that by the reporter? So that's number one. Second cl- sound clip that I want to play for you. Now, this is split into two parts because this lasted about an hour, or excuse me, a minute and 45 seconds. Didn't last an hour, promise you that. But A.J. Cole, punter for the Raiders... He forced a fumble this past week. Now, we don't hear too much from the punters, right? We don't hear uh, so much. We don't see so much of their personality because they're not necessarily talking at the podium. You know, sometimes you'll hear a kicker every now and then. I mean, if you're a 49er fan, you've heard Robbie Gold. You haven't heard much from Tabor Pepper, the long snapper. Mitch Wisnowski, haven't heard much from him either, right? But A.J. Cole was at the podium. I'd never heard him speak before, and I'm a, I'm a Raider fan. And by the way, if you want to check out Black Hole Sundays, my Raider podcast, Mr. Joe Spadoni from uh, Willard, and, Willard and Dibs, as well as Steiny and Guru, we co-host the Raider podcast. If you want to go check that out, it's under the pregame show tab. Uh, but I've never heard this punter talk. And I think when I'm looking at hard knocks, when I'm watching those videos from training camp, The special teamers always seem to be having an interesting conversation because it's super intense with everybody else. 
right? Super intense with the linebackers, the defensive line, the guys in the trenches, and the quarterbacks too. The quarterbacks always got to be on their toes. The wide receivers working on their routes, the tight ends working on their blocking, whatever it is. They're always focusing on what's going on on the field. But when these punters and these kickers, whenever they're practicing, they have a lot of downtime, right? They have a lot of downtime during a practice. And I always wonder, what do you talk about to fill the time? What kind of conversations are you having? Well, it turns out these are the types of conversations that the special teamers for the Raiders are having. Here's A.J. Cole when he was asked about his forced fumble this past week in their terrible loss against the Chiefs. Would you really uh, use this opportunity uh, with the head to kind of like, you know, talk smack to some of your friends and just be like, you know what, punters are athletic too. They can they can do something. Yes, I think I, uh, that's an excellent question. I think I got more credibility from that hit than any other play in my entire career. Uh and it was funny, too, so I, I'm having these constant two arguments with Daniel and with Trent, kicker and snapper. So my argument with Daniel is if me and Daniel got in a street fight, who's winning in a fight? He thinks it's him. He's wrong. And so I feel like I put some credibility onto that. And then the other argument that I constantly have with Trent, Trent's bigger than me. He's stronger than me. If we fought straight up, he would win. But if we went into a wrestling competition, me and Trent, with he had no thumbs, who would win? That's one we're getting into a lot. So I feel like, and I always am asking guys on the team, like, who do you think would win in a wrestling match, me or Trent with no thumbs? So I feel like I got a little bit of credibility in those arguments, which is going to be big for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> like, what? What? But if we went into a wrestling competition, me and Trent, with he had no thumbs, who would win? That's one we're getting into a lot. So I feel like, and I always am asking guys on the team, like, who do you think would win in a wrestling match, me or Trent with no thumbs? So I feel like I got a little bit of credibility in those arguments, which is going to be big for the next couple of weeks. So it turns out that's what they're talking about. <laughs> that's what they're talking about during practice. Hey, yeah, could we win in a fight? Probably. If well, What if you had no thumbs? You're a little bigger than me. What if I took away your thumbs? I'd probably beat you then. But then, of course, there were follow-ups asked to AJ Cole. How, how would that fight with you and uh, Daniel play out? I would knock him out. It would be quick. It'd be, it'd be, yeah, it'd be easy. He, he, look, he, he thinks he's, is, he, he thinks he's a real tough guy, and he is a tough guy. But you know, how many forced fumbles does Daniel have? <laughs> Those guys who kick for a living—is it an MMA fight or is it a boxing fight? Oh it, well, we both kick for a living, so I think we just have to go sh- just like street fight, you know, just regular, sh- you know, no, no rules necessarily except for the golden rule. Is there, if you're going to fight other special teams units around the league, though? Would you, you guys would have a, a pretty good team, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, like like Anchorman style, like yeah. if we all met up in a park. Yeah, yeah we would def- I, I think we'd have one of the stronger units. I mean, you know, Daniel's massive for a kicker, so, uh, yeah, I think we'd have a really strong chance in, like, a all-out special teams brawl. <laughs> like, what, what is this? What are we doing here? In an Anchorman-style brawl, like, imagine that. Imagine... Uh, imagine AJ Cole, Daniel Carlson, and I actually don't even know who the uh, I don't even know who the long snapper is. I actually, in a weird, uh, in a really weird, sarcastic way, I actually got a John Condo jersey, who was originally the long snapper for the Raiders. And the reason I got that jersey was because at the time he just signed a four-year deal. And there were no other players who I had confidence in, in having extended time with the team. You know, you could go with the typical Derek Carr jersey, but I didn't know what he was going to turn into. I didn't know he'd be here for that long. I didn't know if he was going to survive his rookie contract. 
you never know with those players. So I got that long snapper jersey. Had no idea uh, what the long snapper's uh, name was for the Raiders. But in an all-out brawl, I'd pay to see that. An anchorman-style brawl between all of the special teams units. Someone comes in with like a like a like a Triton. <laughs> Brett killed a guy from triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the text line and the phone number from the four zero eight. We doing the doghouse? I am so glad you asked. We are doing the doghouse coming up in the next segment. I am so glad you asked that. And then from the five seven four. In high school, I got obliterated by a guy with no thumbs in a wrestling match at State. Guys without thumbs are a lot stronger than you think. 574, they should have had you at that press conference. They should have had you there. You needed to be in that conversation with those special teamers just to let them know, look, you're underrating what it's like without thumbs. Maybe you could have added to that conversation. But that's, I guess, what goes on. Right? That's what goes on in the special teams conversations. It's, yeah, who would win in a fight? <laughs> it's just, you know, would you do this for $1,000? You know a conversation I'm talking about. It's a conversation that every guy's had. Oh, man. By the way, speaking of speaking of just random hard knock stuff, I didn't even know that they started the, uh, the first episode, I guess, happened last night. But it was barely publicized. The fact that they're doing an in-season hard knocks with the Colts. I knew that was coming, but there was really no promotion for it. I, for, you know, I saw it. I remember a couple of months ago, but it looks like they're trying to compete with All or Nothing from Amazon Prime, which actually follows the team within the season. I mean, one of the best ones was when they followed the Panthers along with Cam Newton, and I think Christian McCaffrey was a was a rookie, and you know, Luke Keekley was on the team. This is just when Josh Norman had been gone. I think it was in I, I think it was in twenty sixteen. I think it was, or w- whether it was twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, whatever. But it looks like Hard Knocks is trying to compete with all or nothing. And look, I'm here for it because I think Hard Knocks is I think we've moved on from really caring about what goes on in training camp just because we understand the pattern of how it goes. Hey, there's some late round draft pick who we're going to become a fan of, who's going to be beloved, and we hope that he can make the team. Uh, The quarterbacks, we're going to follow them around for a little bit, try to see if they have any personality. The wide receivers, and we're not going to show too much of them. We're going to show a friendship among the players, like like this last Hard Knocks with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. I didn't even finish. I, I, I didn't even finish. Uh, the, the, the hard knocks this year with the Cowboys just because I was kind of out on it. It was the same old thing. It's like slow-mo football in the air. Offensive lineman hitting pads. Like, it's just, it's all the same, same thing. I kind of got bored of it. So, you know, maybe this new hard knocks with the Colts in season, I'd be interested in watching that. I might have to take a gander at the first episode. All right. Coming up next, the doghouse. Kyle Shanahan was spoken, had been, it's been talked about a lot. His doghouse, right? Dante Pettis, it really started with him. And then Brandon Ayuk earlier on in the season. A guy named Trey Sermon, who apparently is in Shanahan's doghouse now. He was the only one I knew who had a doghouse. So you know what? I wanted to create one for myself and for you. Who is in your doghouse this week at 888-957-9570? It can be someone... From pop culture, can be someone from just your personal life, it can be someone from sports, it can be anybody. Who is in your doghouse this week at 888-957-9570? That's the text line and the phone number. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in with you. 95.7 The Game. Now we are getting a couple of texts here from the 408 and from the 415. We are going to do the doghouse. Kyle Shanahan, the doghouse is spoken plenty about with Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. So you know what? Why can't I have a doghouse? Why can't you have a doghouse? And I want to know from you at 888-957-9570, who from this week is in your doghouse? I got five written down here. I guess technically six because there's two combined in one. But before we get to that, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna give an observation here. Give you some insight. So the past couple of weeks, I have been off on the weekend. There was one Friday and Monday that I took off, and last Friday that I took off. Uh, I was in Texas two weeks ago over the weekend. It, it was just a very short stint there, and then I was also at a wedding on Friday, and or excuse me, on Thursday. So I ended up taking Friday off, and. So I went to go get a COVID test, right? As you should. And it came back negative, just to let everybody know. But it's amazing how much more relaxed the COVID tests are now 
as opposed to the first one that I ever got. The first one that I ever got, I was super nervous. I had no idea where I was going. Uh, I was looking for signs everywhere, and you know, I was. And there's the the tents. There's everything that's set up. There's someone with a clipboard checking everybody in with their cars, and I was lined up. I actually had to wait like 45 minutes just to get my first one ever. So I was thinking, oh man, is this how it's going to be every single time that we got to get tested? Um, but I went to get one recently, and the change from then to now, as where damn near two years later, we're just we're wow, really wow, gosh, when I'm looking at the date, almost two years, uh, almost two years later, but just how relaxed it is because I open my window, and you know they tell you to put the mask down and make sure you to keep your mouth covered and just have your nose in view. Uh, I had the window down, and they were playing music in the background. Now, the first time I went, it was hazmat suits. It was, you know, very, and rightfully so. It was, you know, very, uh, very just cut and dry. Like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. No talking, no none of this, no none of that. But now, they were playing music in the background, and somebody changed it. To all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. And the person who was about to, you know, swab my nose goes, oh, God, is it that time again? Oh, turn it over, please. And like she's just complaining about it the entire time as I'm getting the covid test. And then it was switched over to uh, and then it was switched over. The song switched to like a Timbaland song. So I hear that as it's all happening, and then once she's done, she's like, yes, finally, I do not want to hear that song ever again. And then I keep on driving away with my window open, and then I hear them switch the song back to All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, and then I hear just a big groan in the background. So I don't know, it's just amazing how... How much has changed, really, since the past couple of years? It's just, I knew where to go. I just went right through. Boom, 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 boom. Everyone knows what to do. It was just, uh, it was very interesting. You know? Very interesting. I was like, wow. That was just so much more different than the first time uh, that I went along. And, by the way, just before we get to the doghouse, this hate for all I want for Christmas is you, where did that come from? became super popular really since the social media era began and you know that song gets uh, gets up to number one on every billboard list on every chart when the holidays come around and now all of a sudden i'm hearing people hate it i'm like yo that's one of the sickest transitions in music history when mariah's doing her whole thing at the beginning and saying you know make my wish come true all i want for christmas is you and then the piano comes in ooh but now everyone hates it. I don't get it. Where'd that come from? It's really the only Mariah Carey song that I've ever heard previously. I, you know, I never really went out of my way to listen to Mariah Carey. The only Mariah Carey song that I'd heard was, you know, the song that Sue Young sang in Rush Hour in the car. Like, that's the only Mariah Carey song I'd heard. When you walk by every night, oh, sweet, you know? <laughs> like, anyway, super random. As we transition, speaking of Mariah Carey, here's the doghouse. It ain't no fun being in the doghouse. And also that transition made no sense when I said speaking of Mariah Carey. But 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. Who is in your doghouse for this week? First up for me, 
You know what? Actually, we'll start with the text here at 888-957-9570. From the 408, customers who buy last minute and get upset because of long lines. Sold out stock, no parking, got no one to blame but themselves. They're in my doghouse. <laughs> We're going to be seeing a lot of that. We're going to be seeing a lot of that. Um, I told myself at the beginning of November, I'm like, I'm going to get my Christmas shopping done early. Nope. Nope. Not going to not gonna happen. Not going to happen. It's going to be left up to December 22nd. And then uh, eventually we're going to go last minute. And all of a sudden, hey, I got all the Christmas presents. I think I got everybody. And it ends up that I forgot somebody. Uh, let's see here. From the 415. Companies that make me punch in my account number. Then when a live agent finally talks to me, they ask for that same account number. Yeah. Yeah. I hear your pain. That's very frustrating. I already did this. I typed this in. From the 574, the two voters who kept Gabe Kapler from being the unanimous manager of the year are in my doghouse. I really like that one. From the 415, (laughs) friends that have wedding parties on weekdays. I know. I know. It was a Thursday wedding. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was like, what is this doing on a Thursday? But hey, it happens, you know? Ask for the time off early. From the 925, anyone who ever works in retail just simply about that is... Anyone who ever works retail just simply about that song. Look, man, I'm, I'm all about the Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. I don't get the hate. It's like pineapple on pizza. Grew up loving pineapple on pizza. Thought everyone else did. Then social media came around, and it turns out pineapple on pizza is the most polarizing topic of all time. All right. Now, in my doghouse this week, this is a two-parter, and this goes from the Steelers-Lions game, but the kicker for the Lions and then the entire Steelers offense. The Lions kicker had an opportunity at least to give them the lead, but then he ends up with the most horrendous kick that I think I've ever seen. Seen a lot of horrendous kicks in my life, but that one was terrible. It it didn't even reach it. I think it was a 48-yarder. I think it was a 48-yarder or something like that, and he completely missed it. So the Steelers have an opportunity to get the ball and just score. That's all you got to do. If the other team doesn't score first, then all you got to do is score. At least get a field goal. But then there was a botched snap. Mason Rudolph took a couple of sacks. Deontay Johnson, when he got another opportunity because the Lions got the ball back and couldn't do anything with it, then the Steelers' offense gets another opportunity. And was it Deontay Johnson or Pat Fryermuth who got the, the fumble? There was so much There was so much of it. But in the end, it was a tie, 16-16. to Neither of those teams deserved to win. But the Lions' kicker in the entire Steelers' offense, that's good enough to get them into my doghouse. Next up in my doghouse, Deshaun Jackson. I'm sorry. I, he, he has a very ample opportunity to get his way to make his way out of the doghouse. Everyone who was in the doghouse last week is out of it, except for the entire Ace front office. They're still in the doghouse. Uh, they're going to be in the doghouse for quite a while. Uh, and also James Harden, actually. James Harden's still there. Kyle Shanahan, D'Amico Ryans, you guys are good. You guys are good. You're out. Conor McGregor and Machine Gun Kelly, they're still in the doghouse fighting somewhere. Uh, but next up is Deshaun Jackson. And Deshaun Jackson, it's that one play. And this is what's amazing about football. You could stay in a game, and then one play can completely change everything. And when Deshaun Jackson caught that pass when he didn't look like he expected uh, expected to with the defender right on him. I think it was Tyron Matthew. 
or was Tyron Matthew the one who picked up the fumble? But Deshaun Jackson ran the opposite way. It looked like if he would have just, you know, ran in stride and continued going in the direction in which he was running his route, then he could have possibly scored a touchdown. But instead, he runs the opposite way and forces a fumble. Now, somebody says, or excuse me, allowed the fumble, but somebody said that uh, it was worse than James Jones in the time that he fumbled twice on one play. Nah, it wasn't worse than that. (laughs) It wasn't worse than that. But this is the thing that completely turned the game around. Chiefs go on the other side, then they score, and then we know what happens. Patrick Mahomes ends up with five TDs total on the day. So, Deshaun Jackson, you are in the doghouse. I'm sorry that I got to put you there, but I do. It's what I saw on Monday Night Football. I already mentioned James Harden. James Harden, he had an opportunity to get out of the doghouse when uh, the Warriors faced the Nets, but it turns out that he's still the same old James Harden, whose points, a majority of them, just come from the free throw line. The Warriors fouled him, couldn't do anything shooting the three ball. It's just, I don't like watching him play basketball. James Harden really starting to fall off and on the decline. Next up in my doghouse... Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, and I do want to get get into this on the other side because the Cy Young, uh, the Silver Sluggers were announced. The Cy Young was announced la- uh, yesterday. But Major League Baseball, the way that the, they announce these awards, nobody pays attention to it. Like, you got to do more than just putting it on social media. And, you know, Major League Baseball has so many issues, and not one of which is the CBA, which apparently talks are just terrible right now. But Major League Baseball needs to do something. I don't know if it's in a, like an award show, kind of an Oscar-style thing, but then again, when you do these award shows, then the reporters, whoever it is, Jeff Passan or, uh, or uh, John Heyman, Bob Nightingale, one of those guys is going to sniff out the answer, then tweet about it. Sources say this guy won the MVP as we're watching the award show, and we already know who won the MVP. But why not do it in Oscar style, where nobody knows who won? Nobody knows. Just do it all in one show. Have it be one big extravagant night. Now, I understand COVID might put a stop to that, but Major League Baseball needs to do something to help these announcements because when I see these, it just crosses up on the timeline. Like, if I wasn't on my phone or whatever, I wouldn't know about it. They need to do something there uh, when it comes to these award shows. I think that would create some notoriety for the players, give themselves a chance to get into the spotlight. The NBA does it. The NFL does it. Why can't you do it for baseball? Why can't you do it for baseball? From the 209, gas prices are in my doghouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paid damn near $5 per, per gallon just to get up here. Uh, last one in my doghouse, and this is just a personal one. Just to give you some insight into my life, I am currently looking at uh, new apartments, and we found a place, and we're in the apartment leasing office filling out the application, right? Very calm. Just filling out the application. And there are some apartments open in this place. Just filling out the application, doing whatever I got to do. And this person just comes strolling in, hands on the hips, yelling at the two employees who are working in the leasing office. Just hands on hips. Is my apartment ready yet? Is my apartment ready yet? I'm like, can't you see I'm making a life decision here? Do you have to walk in here with your pink Crocs and yell at these two employees that I'm working with right now? You really got to do that? Is it that important? Is your apartment ready yet? 
Granted, I don't know the context. I don't know the backstory. Man, like, what are you doing? Making life decisions here, and you just come barging in. Is it ready yet? Get out of here. No, it's not ready. Wait till it's ready. Go have some lunch or something. It's lunchtime. So you're in my doghouse, random person who strolled into the apartment office. From the 510, bacon prices are in the doghouse. That's from Zuchi Main. <laughs> Shout out to you, Zuchi Main. I think that was a good doghouse this week. A lot of you are probably like, what the hell is this? You're a sports radio host? Well, hey, this is real life. I talk life, not just sports. That's what I'm about. And from the 510, Brandon Belt for getting this 18.4 million next year. Brandon Belt ain't in my doghouse for that, and I want to talk about that coming up next. Plus, we'll get to some comments from Gabe Kapler uh, with Willard and Dibs. Kyle Shanahan spoke. Steve Kerr spoke. It's going to be a really a head coach's half hour here on the pregame show with me, Stephen Langford. Stick with me here. Pass the break. You probably don't want to after that doghouse on 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. I hope I don't go back to Man, I got a good voice. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. Appreciate all of you participating with me during this fun 5 a.m. hour that we've had so far. In the first half hour, we've barely talked sports, and it's probably been my best half hour that I've had in quite a while. But we did go with the doghouse in the last segment, where we just put people from sports, pop culture, your life, whoever, in the doghouse. And somebody from the 510 said, Brandon Belt is in my doghouse for getting $18.4 million next year. And before I get to my thoughts on that, and we, I do want to get to what Gabe Kapler had to say about the Giants offseason ahead... Uh, But did did anyone see what was happening yesterday when the Cy Young was announced? If you know me, you know how much of an analytics nerd I am. People get very frustrated with me during the baseball season because I'm trying to bring up some numbers that I think are actually meaningful. I try to speak within reason in the analytics community, right? There's some that are just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But... uh, The baseball nerds yesterday, like myself, were fully invested in the conversation about the Cy Young Award winner because Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers, we saw him pitch against the uh, we saw him pitch against the Giants in that four game series. Corbin Burns, uh, the one of the one of if not the best pitchers in baseball, he had a terrific season. I think he started out going fifty eight innings without drawing a walk. Uh, It was in the 50s. But Corbin Burns won. And the next on the list was Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, of course, you do know with that trade, that infamous trade uh, from Carlos Beltran along with the Giants and the Mets. And then Zach Wheeler eventually went to the Phillies. And now in 2021, he was right up there. But here's how the numbers work out. Corbin Burns had a 2.43 ERA with 167 innings pitched. 2.43 with 167 innings pitched. Now, Zach Wheeler had a 2.73 ERA with 213.1 innings pitched. So, Corbin Burns had a lower ERA 
but also had far fewer innings pitched than Zach Wheeler. So the conversation came about, everybody is arguing about this. Everybody within the baseball community, because I follow a lot of these analytics guys, right? I, I you know, and, and Jeff Passan was really the one who put me onto this because he quote tweeted it. But everyone's arguing about whether the innings pitched matters. And then the bullpen is brought up because the Brewers have a bullpen that you can go to where the Phillies don't, so they keep Zach Wheeler in there for as long as possible. Someone did the math on the amount of pitches that they'd need because in the 46 extra innings that Zach Wheeler threw, well, if Corbin Burns were to pitch the exact same amount of innings there, he'd have to have like a four-point-something ERA with 13 strikeouts. So like, there's this whole argument among the analytics community about the Cy Young Award. And I told you, I really think there needs to be just one single award show as opposed to announcing these things week by week after week. It just it becomes tedious after a while and you stop paying attention because you want to pay attention to other things like Warriors basketball as they're coming up against the Cavs uh, this afternoon at 4.30 or, you know, 49er football. We're going to get into something that Kyle Shanahan said uh, a little bit after this. But this whole conversation about the Cy Young thing, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm glad we got rid, or got rid of the wins-losses thing. Like, wins and losses, that's a team category. And I feel that same way about Jimmy Garoppolo. Anytime someone brought up the wins and losses, well, he wins. Well, his team was also very good. So, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. All about it. But continuing on with the baseball conversation, and if you want to weigh in, 888-957-9570, that's the text line and the phone number. My question to you, if you're a Giants fan, how are you feeling about the Brandon Belt qualifying offer? Yesterday it was reported that he had accepted the qualifying offer for $18.4 million. And just to give you a little background into how that works, they take the average amount from the contracts of the top 25 players. So that averaged out to $18.4 million. And with the way that the CBA has worked out, the collective bargaining agreement, you can offer any free agent this qualifying offer. And if they reject it and they go to a different team, then you're offered a compensatory draft pick. Now, if they reject the qualifying offer and you still sign them to a deal, then a draft pick is taken away from you. So really, it's a way to incentivize teams, or excuse me, to incentivize players to uh, you know possibly accept a good contract and maybe something that they wouldn't get elsewhere, that they wouldn't get elsewhere because Brandon Belt was up for it. And he's the only one. There were 14 different players who were given the qualifying offer, 14 different free agents, and none of them accepted it. And when you look at the names, there are names like Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa, all those guys who can easily make more than $18 million a year. So that's how that works out, and that's why that qualifying offer was accepted by Brandon Belt, because you have a chance. You have 10 days to test the market, look at other teams, see what they want to offer you, and you know the fact that Brandon Belt is kind of the captain of this team now, is the head honcho, and with Buster Posey gone, he's going to have to be the one who's uh, going to speak up next season, but he, uh, I-, I like this deal. I like this deal. And Gabe Kapler yesterday 
spoke with Willard and Dibbs, and here's what he had to say about the Giants' offseason. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's, it's necessarily unique to, to the Giants, but I do think their teams are, are, are working fast. I, I don't. I don't think that's a secret. You're seeing guys start to, to come off the board, but you know these are these are questions that are best suited for you know front office. It's just to kind of create a little bit of a, a, a separation. Field staff really responsible for, and and obviously like I'm, I have conversations for them. Have conversations with Scott Harris, our GM, about the players that we bring in, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to weigh in on on those decisions. And at the same time, I, I recognize that whatever roster we have when we get to spring training, our job, and, and between now and spring training, our job is to get the best out of that roster. I love, I love, I love it. Gabe Kapler understands the assignment. The assignment when you're on radio is to make sure you don't want to give 10 to 15 second answers with every one, but that was a nice 40-second snippet of him tiptoeing around that well, I don't really make those decisions. That's more Farhan and Scott Harris's job. I'm more focused on what's going on on the field. <laughs> he, that's exactly what he said in the 43 seconds there, which, you know, that's cool. And I have no problem with that. But the Brandon Belt offer and the way that Brandon Belt was hitting last season, he in, in the last 50 games that he was playing, he was hitting over 300 with 21 home runs. No one was playing at least from at least from a batting standpoint no one was hitting as well as he was in his last games and Brandon Belt was just the 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 rise of Brandon Belt the switch that we that we made when he started hitting the baseball and he did it with consistency because he's done that before where he just goes on these hot streaks but it happens for you know two maybe three series not that long maybe 9 10 games but this time it lasted 50 and the fact that he's getting offered just a qualifying offer it's just one year 18.4 million dollars i personally don't really care about the money total when it comes to baseball because there's no salary cap why would i care about the money when there's no salary cap it's not like there's it's not like it's football it's not like it's uh i guess football's the one to use because basketball you have the soft cap where you can go into the luxury tax and that's why the warriors are paying so much damn money like they did for kelly Oubre last season and but not like football where you know there's a certain dollar amount and two or three million dollars can be the difference from signing a you know, a good player who might deserve the money to possibly some under-the-radar player who's looking to make a big contract who you can sign for cheap. There's a lot of difference in that. But with baseball, eh, I don't really care about the dollar amount. I care about the years. I care about the years on the deal. I don't know how I would have felt if uh, Brandon Belt would have gotten into the three-year deal. I don't know. I, I don't know how I would have felt about that. Because I don't know what he's going to be three years from now. It's like whenever they signed Johnny Cueto and Jeff Samarja to multi-year deals. I didn't know what they were going to be. Turns out, not that great. <laughs> Turns out that it's not that great. So, Brandon Belt, I like this deal for him. And one more year, especially when they're going to be without a first baseman. I know Joey Bart was going to probably be called up anyway. And there would have been times where Buster Posey would have gone to first base. But uh, I don't know how you can't like this deal when he was hitting 274 had the 29 home runs the 59 RBIs and 975 OPS Brandon Belt I I really liked it and from the 510 Belt is nowhere near the top 25 in major league baseball and it's not to say that he's a part of the top 25 but he's eligible for that qualifying offer and that's just how the CBA works 
That's how the CBA works. From the 510, he's getting $2 million more than B-Craw. No way he's worth it. We could pick up someone else out there way for cheaper. That'll give us similar production. But Brandon Crawford got a multi-year deal. Brandon Crawford got a multi-year deal. And who knows? Who knows? Because I, you know, we knew the defense that Crawford bought, but I thought his bat was just completely done. And maybe that's just because of the new coaching. Everyone's kind of using the contract year uh, as the reasoning for it. But, I, I mean, I, I personally think that Brandon Belt did enough to at least earn himself another year on this team. Just another year. Doesn't look like they're going to be signing him for an extended period of time. And who knows? Who knows? This could be just the final year that he even plays. Could be the final year that he even plays. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. Only got about 10 minutes left in the show, so I want to put a bow on this conversation, but I do have a caller here. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Ah, Mitch in New Jersey. What's going on? You're on the air, Mitch. You got any Brandon Belt takes for me? Oh, well, I'm glad you were able to keep him. He's not greedy. 59 RBIs. Come on, you got you got to put you got to put up better numbers than that. But he did hit 20 home runs, so I'm glad you guys were able to keep it. My Dodgers are greedy, and with this Cy Young, this, the winning the Bronze only won 13. I saw wins and losses is is the is the better barometer there. Yeah. Somebody wins 20 games, and this uh, time of or the baby starters, that should count for something. That eighth place. I'm talking about Uris. And thanks for Julio, who is a 120, on 20 game winner, I believe, and he gets eighth place. I don't know. Well, you tell me. Thanks for taking my call, Steve. Well, I appreciate you, Mitch. And Urias had a, you know, I mean, it's not to say the Brewers had a far, you know, worse team. The Brewers were a very good team. And maybe, you know, with Zach Wheeler, the way he was pitching, it gives chances for guys like Zach Wheeler to be up there because the wins, losses, that's a, to me, that's a team record. I know you, you think that there's something to be said for that, which there is, but there are other numbers to account for. And that's what's funny about the whole Cy Young conversation, though. That's what has all everyone fighting. Everyone fighting. The fact that Corbin Burns had a lower ERA, but 44 less innings pitched, as opposed to Zach Wheeler, who had a higher ERA, but a higher number of innings pitched. It's created such an outrage on Twitter, and I am here for all of it. Um, I do want to get to something that Steve Kerr had to say, because one of the questions that was being thrown around yesterday, which started with the morning roast and then uh, trickled down to every other show, or trickled around every other show. Trickled down is not the right term to use. But the question was, what's been the most surprising thing to the Warriors start this season? And there's one thing that I don't think I heard anybody say. There's one thing that was on my mind when it came to that question. But real quick, Kyle Shanahan, as I'm just bouncing all around here, but I want to get to this final clip from uh, Kyle Shanahan, who spoke at the, at the at a press conference yesterday, and then on to Steve Kerr from Damon and Ratto. But here's what Shanahan had to say when he was asked about Trey Sermon and his status, because... When they rushed 44 times in that game on Monday night against the Rams, Trey Sermon was nowhere to be found. It was a heavy dose of Elijah Mitchell. It was a heavy dose of Jeff Wilson. 
And it was a heavy dose of, not really a heavy dose, he had five carries, but Debo Samuel had five carries. Trey Sermon, nowhere to be found. Here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say. Right now, it's nothing against Trey. It's Trey had an opportunity when guys got hurt, and I thought he got better in each game with that, but he didn't do enough for us to put him ahead of Elisha or um, Jeff. And so it's pretty much as simple as that. Like if Jeff wasn't out there or Elijah wasn't, he would have taken one of those two's roles. Um, when it came to our third downs, we always started out with Raheem, then it went to Hasty, and now we've gone with Juice. Not always wanted to put a rookie in a third down role. So he had a small, op- he had an opportunity when there was injuries, um, but those guys have come back and we saw those guys ahead of him. I got to be honest. Now, I understand that a lot of talk is surrounding it because Elijah Mitchell, of course, broke his finger and Kyle Shanahan said he should be ready to go by Sunday. So it looks like Elijah Mitchell could be uh, at least a part of the active roster. And then Jeff Wilson is going to be there, too. If I had to guess, maybe they'd split the carries as opposed to giving Mitchell a majority of them. But I just haven't really understood this infatuation with... Trey Sermon. Like, I, I, I haven't got it. Because everyone was going crazy about him when he was drafted in the third round. And anytime you draft a running back at that time and, you know, he plays for Ohio State, you expect a lot out of the guy. And then when I saw him in preseason, he showed flashes, but there was nothing really that stuck out to me. And then Elijah Mitchell, it was the same thing, to be honest with you. It was, it was the same exact thing. You know, that wasn't lining up on the right side of the formation, just didn't look like he understood the offense, and, you know, he was drafted in the later round. But Elijah Mitchell is clearly a better-suited running back for Kyle Shanahan's system because of the speed that he has when he makes his decision and gets to the line of scrimmage. It doesn't look like Trey Sermon really has that speed. And I understood why everyone was going crazy about Ayuk and all the questions were being asked because... You know, he's your first round pick, and he showed last season that he can possibly make that leap in the second year to being the number one wide receiver. Debo Samuel has not only turned into the number one wide receiver, but he's turned into the number one player on this team so far, at least on offense, and maybe even just as a whole. But at least Brandon Ayuk could be the number two, and he's proven that he can do that as the weeks have gone on. But everyone's calling for Trey Sermon. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. What has he done so far that's made everyone think, oh yeah, he needs to be in at running back? I I just don't get it. So I think Kyle Shanahan is kind of confused by that question too when he was just asked, like, what what's Trey Sermon's status? Well, it's nothing against him, but he just hasn't been as good as these other guys on the team, including Debo Samuel when I put him in at running back. Right now, it's nothing against Trey. It's Trey had an opportunity when guys got hurt, and I thought he got better in each game with that, but he didn't do enough for us to put him ahead of Elisha or um, Jeff. And so it's pretty much as simple as that. Like if Jeff wasn't out there or Elijah wasn't, he would have taken one of those two's roles. Um, when it came to our third downs, we always started out with Raheem, then it went to Hasty, and now we've gone with Juice. Not always wanted to put a rookie in a third down role. So he had a small, op- he had an opportunity when there was injuries, but those guys have come back and we saw those guys ahead of him. And, and, and if he can't come back during the injuries, then why is anyone, like everyone's at the point now where they just didn't trust Shanahan to make the right call? So they assumed that bringing in Serbid would be the right call, but I think Shanahan made the right decision. I just didn't understand the infatuation with Trey Sermon to start from preseason all the way into the season because everyone continues to ask, where is he at? Where is he at? Where is he at? Well, he's hasn't done enough to earn the reps. And yes, that might 
I don't want to say it's a. You know, it's not going to be a bust because you can't have a bust in the third round. Can it be a miss? Yeah, there's a possibility that it could be a miss, but I, I, I just didn't understand it. I just don't get it. From the five one zero, put Sermon on another team. He is balling out. Everyone praises Shanahan play calling. Dude's going to be bashed again by the fan base after this Jaguars game. Jaguars are a way more physical team than the Rams. Shanahan is overrated. And from the four one five, because Sermon is drafted so high, I get that. I get that, but he's a third rounder. It's not like he's a first rounder. He's a third rounder. Hell, I mean, wasn't Joe Williams drafted in the fourth? Just around later. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, all right. I, I guess that makes sense. But everyone's still calling for him and acting like he's going to solve the issues. It's like, no, he's not. He's not going to solve those issues. All right, to close out the show here, let's just transition to from talking about rookies to talking about a veteran who's soon to return to the court, as well as a second-year player. Steve Kerr had mentioned after their win over the Nets that Clay had been participating in five-on-five drills and Wiseman still is, uh, is, is close to returning. And then when he was on with Damon and Ratto yesterday, he cleared up a little bit of what he said because when he said Clay was doing five-on-five drills. Everyone was going insane. But here's what Steve Kerr had to say. The whole thing with both those guys is it's a, it's a process to go through the rehab. You know, they're both in the Bay right now getting work in every single day, and neither one is close to, to being on the court with us. So we'll, we'll let the rehab unfold, and we'll let you know. So here was my biggest surprise so far this season because that was a question asked with every show and rightfully so I mean to start out 12 and two I mean there's gonna be some some surprises with the team I gotta say my biggest surprise so far and maybe it's just because we're 14 games into the year but instead of ask or instead of saying oh man we need clay back oh we need clay we're not the team that we want to be right now. We need Clay. Instead of that, it's, oh, wait till we get Clay. You could be saying it in two completely different ways. Because last season, last season, it was all about that. It was all, oh, could you imagine if we had Clay on this team? Could you imagine if that was happening? Now, granted, he wasn't going to be coming back, and you know, we were we knew that he was going to be out for the year, so the question might have been a little different, but it was the way that we were at, we were saying it. It was the way in which we were saying the Warriors are underwhelming right now. They need another piece. Right now, it doesn't look like they need another piece. It just looks like they can't wait to add one. So if I had to answer the question about what's my biggest surprise so far this season, it's just the way that we're talking about Clay. We're not saying, oh, we need Clay. We need to save our season. It's, oh, we got a good team right now. Wait till we add Clay. Wait till we add James Wiseman. That's also another surprise. James Wiseman has something that the Warriors don't really have, and that's size. And the Warriors don't really have the height there. But the Warriors, they're rebounding just as well as any other team, and they're the best defense in the league right now. Best defense in the league. So I guess there's a that's a 1A and a 1B. But really, it's just the way that we're talking about Clay. I think that's my biggest surprise so far this season. All right, thanks so much, everyone, for joining the show. The Warriors and the Cavs this afternoon at 4.30. Can't wait for that, unfortunately. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.